This is episode number 16 with Dr. Paul Jenkins. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. That's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Dr. Paul Jenkins. And in this episode, Dr. Paul and I talk about the power of the mind and how we can rewire our brain for positivity. Dr. Paul shares his story of how he found his passion for positive psychology after working as a traditional psychotherapist for about 12 years. He talks about the profound principles of evaluation and creation and explains how we can train our brain to create space for choice, evaluate something positively and create a positive future outcome instead of a negative one. Everything comes down to our choices that can be made at the present moment through metacognition. Dr. Paul explains that in the episode as well. He also shares two simple brain hacks that you can immediately implement in your life to increase happiness and positivity. And now a couple of words about Dr. Paul. Dr. Paul Jenkins is a clinical psychologist specializing in the science and practice of positivity. As a coach, keynote speaker, trainer, author, and host of a popular podcast, Live on Purpose Radio, and YouTube channel, Live on Purpose TV, Dr. Paul empowers individuals, families, and influencers to go far beyond traditional therapy or positive thinking programs to create and live the life they love through powerful positive psychology processes. For over two decades now, his clients and colleagues, family and friends have accused him of being pathologically positive. He's decided to embrace that title as the theme of his practice and the title of his first book, Pathological Positivity. From a psychological perspective, the word pathological means disordered, disconnected from reality, crazy. It may sound a little crazy to consider the possibility that we can take a positive position no matter what. You will see very quickly from this model exactly how and why that is possible. The word pathological also means compulsively driven, as in the phrase pathological liar. They just can't stop themselves from doing it. One who is pathologically positive has a dog determination to find or create the positive in every life circumstance, no matter how difficult. What happens when everyone in an organization becomes pathologically positive? People experience a higher level of joy and satisfaction, relationships improve, 
problems are solved, innovation happens, stuff gets done, life gets better. So without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Dr. Paul, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm pleased to be with you, Tibor. This is fun. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm really excited because uh, first and foremost, you are one of the first psychologists on the show, uh, which I'm really excited about because one of my biggest fascinations is the human mind and how it works and how we can optimize that. Mm. And uh, with the show and Mindset Horizon, I'm, I'm mainly focusing on how we can optimize the mind so we can tap into our full potentials. And um, I focus on entrepreneurs, so high achieving, I call them high achieving mission-driven entrepreneurs because I really believe in entrepreneurship and this is what this is the area I'm in. So in the introduction, I mentioned that uh, you are an author, a speaker, and positivity expert, positive psychologist, but you actually started out in traditional psychotherapy. And um, first and foremost, I wanted to ask you to talk to us a little bit more about your journey. How did you start out with positive mm -hmm. psychology? How was this journey unfolding for you? I love that question, Tibor, because everyone has a journey. Yeah. And to, to get where we are, we have to go through the journey. And I think that's part of the whole point to life is that we enjoy the journey and, and not get too stuck on where we want to be, you know, kind of a destination mindset, but more mm. of a journey mindset. So I appreciate the question. And honestly, I did not even start in psychology. <laughs> I, I started in chemical engineering. <laughs> I didn't dig deep enough. So, <laughs> Well, and this goes back a ways because when I came out of high school, I had really yeah. good grades. I uh, was very good with math and science. And I came from a small town in the Western United States where psychology wasn't really a thing. I, I didn't have any exposure to psychology growing up. It was a small farming community. And so I didn't even know about it. And I came out of high school with good grades. And what do you do? Well, you go into engineering, of course. Yeah. So I went to the university as a chemical engineering major. And through a series of experiences over the next couple of years, I discovered that my real passion is in having transformational conversations with people. Mm -hmm. I got to spend two years as a volunteer missionary for my church, and that had a profound influence on me. And mm -hmm. uh, in addition to that, I had been exposed to a couple of psychology classes at BYU. So I made the switch in my major uh, went over to psychology and and never looked back. Mm. As I graduated with a PhD in clinical psychology, I opened up a practice. And as you mentioned, Tibor, I was uh, a traditional psychotherapist um, for about 12 years. I, I was engaged in a very busy practice fo focusing on children, adolescents, parents, families. And again, through a series of, of experiences, including my own uh, grappling with negativity and some of the stresses that had come up in my life, 
uh, I made another transition later in my career to positive psychology. And I've been hanging out there for oh, about 15 years now. And mm. uh, it's it's been a really exciting transformation for me. Um, when you ask about the journey, we all have these experiences that bring us to terms with what our principles are. And um, it was approximately, well, let's see, not quite 15. It was probably more like 12 years ago that I, I experienced one of the, the biggest lows of my adult life. I, I had some economic challenges. I mentioned this in my book. The first chapter is Lightning Strikes. Mm-hmm. And we have these these experiences where it's as if we were struck by lightning. And this happened to me. I had a, a busy $200 an hour psychology practice. Uh, you couldn't even get a, an appointment with me in yeah. five months. I had this waiting list and, and I had negative cash flow. Mm-hmm. And that problem continued in, it, up until the point where everything fell apart. And I found myself wondering, are these principles that I teach people really true? I mean, will they work for me? Yeah. And it was that personal experience with these principles of positive psychology that that pulled me out of a dark place that I had reached and into a realization of the power of the mind, of our mindset, and of the principles that I'd been teaching in my practice, I got to apply it in my own life. Wow, such such an amazing story! And uh, you mentioned this transformational conversation. So, among other things, of course, uh, I call it. I mean, I this is one of my. This was one of the things or reasons uh, why I started this podcast because I wanted to have these conversations and I call them actually conscious conversations with people. Mm. Um, and, and this, this was one of my reasons for the podcast and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in coaching, so it's a little bit, uh, different field, but not that much. So <laughs> I want to focus more on the mindset and a little bit more on positive psychology in the future. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So man, you mentioned this mindset and realization, uh, what can we know about the human mind? How can we, you know, uh, rewire our brain for positivity, for example? You know what I love about this, Tibor? You'll run into this as a coach too. And really, my my practice is is life coaching based on a positive psychology model. I no longer do therapy, traditional therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've come to understand that my job is to illuminate the obvious. Now, this is really cool because I get paid to tell people things they already know. Uh, or, or to show <laughs> Subconsciously, at least. Well, well, right, yeah. There are so many principles that mm. determine our mindset and therefore all of the outcomes in our life that are obvious but unnoticed. Mm. So go there for a minute. Obvious but unnoticed. Yeah. Like your clothing. Can you feel it? Well, yes. Now. (laughs) Now. Right? It's obvious, but but it was completely unnoticed right up until I called it to your attention just now. Or or the fact that we're speaking English today. Mm. Uh, Okay, that's obvious too. 
but it's unnoticed because we just get into our autopilot, our our routines, our neural pathways, and we don't notice that these things are happening, even though it's obvious. And there are processes in our own mind that are obvious once they're called to your attention, but completely unnoticed right up until that time. Mm, yeah. And that's the beauty of it. it. My job is to illuminate the obvious. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So call these things uh, to attention. Yes. That we, yeah. So for example, um, yeah. So one of the things which is, I think is connected to this topic is the RAS, which is the reticular activating system. The things that we uh, perceive in our external world is based on what we are conscious about or consciously thinking about what we focus on. So when it comes to, you know, possibilities, for example, in entrepreneurship or in life in general, like what do I perceive in my external world mm -hmm. is based on my thoughts, beliefs, um, and it's filtered through this RAS, if I'm not mistaken. So right. how can we optimize the system, for example? Well, you're getting into some brain science that contributes to this. The reticular activating system is primarily responsible for calling your attention to what's important. And mm -hmm. it, it's going to cue into those things that are most related to survival, first and foremost. And it will ignore things that it deems to be unimportant. And so it's like earlier when I, when I called your attention to uh, the feeling of your clothes, for example. It was completely unimportant up until I mentioned it. And then your reticular activating system, which is a, an actual structure in your brain, kicks in and says, hey, Tibor, pay attention to that. It's important. Apparently, because, you know, Dr. Paul mentioned it. Um, it. It becomes important to you. So that reticular activating system can work for us or work against us. And this is, this is true of many parts of your brain. They just get into autopilot or programming until we intentionally steer them another direction. So can I share one of the processes with you that's obvious but unnoticed? Yeah, definitely. I would love to hear that. I have labeled this one evaluation. Yeah. And this is a process that is going on in your mind all the time, but you don't necessarily notice it. So evaluation is kind of like judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Notice for a moment that you are constantly judging you can't turn it off. And most of us judge ourselves, sometimes kind of harshly. We, we judge our relationships. We judge our situation, our income, our job. You work with entrepreneurs a lot. We, we constantly are judging our success. We judge our children. We, we judge each other. You're judging me. <laughs> it's cool. I'm judging you. <laughs> We can't yeah. turn it off. I just want people to notice it. Now, and the word evaluation itself implies comparison with some standard. So am I a tall man? Well, you can't even see me. Sometimes I show a picture. I'm six foot two. Okay. I'm not sure what that is in, in <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm, I'm six foot two, okay? And that's reasonably tall compared to most people. I have a colleague here in the National Speakers Association named Mark Eaton. Mm-hmm. Mark is a former center of a professional NBA team here in Utah. He's seven foot four. Mm. And he towers above me. So if I show my audience a picture of me next to Mark and I ask him, am I a tall man? They're like, well, you don't look very tall compared to him. So the answer to that question, am I a tall man, depends on who or what you choose to compare me to. Mm. And, And I'm not here to tell people how to think. I just want them to see that they are. Now, check this out. Your situation in life, whether it's your finances, your business, your relationship, your health, whatever it is, is always, now my editor tells me to always avoid the word always, okay, but I just used it. (laughs) Your, Your what it is, is always between better and worse. Mm. In other words, no matter what's going on in your life, it could always be better. True? Yeah. And is that true the other direction? It could always be worse. So when we judge our situation and we declare it to be bad or good, that has to be in relation to some imagined standard that's either better or worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick example of that, Tibor, I had my nephew fell from a 30-foot cliff. Mm-hmm. Okay, now your imagination is already coming up with all kinds of possible scenarios of how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, really, really nervous when I got the text from my sister that said, uh, Talon fell from this cliff. And and then I, I, I opened up the full text and I saw that he broke both of his ankles. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I was worried that he had died. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. that he, yeah. he'll be paralyzed, you know. Yeah. He broke both of his ankles. Now, is, is are two broken ankles a bad thing? Mm. Well, compared to no broken ankles, yeah. <laughs> kind of sucks. But compared, <laughs> compared to the yeah. death of that young man on the on the mountain that day. Yeah, it's luck. That's a great outcome. Yeah. And so here we are feeling really good about my nephew's two broken ankles. Right? What is wrong with us? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's and that's the point. Nothing's wrong with us. We're ma- we're simply making a judgment, and that judgment is mm. based on whatever standard we have chosen. And mm. until you see it as a choice, Tibor, it's not. Can I just repeat that? Until you see it as a choice, it's not. And you will roll with whatever you're already programmed to do. And this is why it's so important for us as coaches to call people's attention to this obvious but unnoticed process that you are constantly judging. And I'm not here to tell you how to judge your life. If you if you want to insist that your life sucks, okay. I just want you to see it as a choice. And, and you'll be convinced, or m- many people are convinced, that no, it really does suck. Well, Tibor, it only sucks compared to something better. As soon as you compare it to something worse, it's like, well, this pretty much rocks. Mm. 
Another quick example. I've, you know, that I do podcasting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I I had a young man on my show named Gabe Adams. Mm -hmm. Gabe is so inspiring to me. Here's the title of that show. No arms, no legs, no problem. Okay. This is a 20 year old young man who has no arms and no legs. Just try to wrap your head around that. I went through Achilles tendon repair surgery this summer. And occasionally I start thinking, oh, my foot hurts. And and Gabe would say, what? You have a foot? Mm. Right? Wow. It's perspective, see? This is the power of the mindset. And that's the first obvious but unnoticed principle that I teach people about how their own mind is processing their experience. You are never wrong about how you feel. Yeah, You're, you're never wrong about that. How you feel is 100% consistent with the way your own mind is doing this and one other process that I'd be happy to share with you if you want to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to reflect on this evaluation. Uh, it means, uh, as you mentioned, the perspective, right? And I think, um, yeah, afterwards we could... Uh, talk about uh, some practices, but I will ask you for that so mm-hmm. that we can do in order to calibrate this perspective or you know make it more positive. Well, since yeah. we're on that, what if we what if we just grab a brain hack real quick? Yeah, let's grab it. Here is the quickest way I know to get to a positive evaluation of your life. Whether it's your, your your relationships, your job, your finances, whatever it is, mm-hmm. gratitude. Yeah, I just wanted to say that gratitude journaling that I practiced, right? Yes, and this has been shown for years to be effective in helping people to get to a more positive evaluation of their own life. Because really, when we are feeling badly about our life. It's because mm-hmm. we're choosing to focus on those things that we're not grateful for. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot of things that you can be grateful for. Even the example I just shared with you, my foot hurts. Oh, I am so grateful that I have a foot. Yeah. yeah. And you don't think about that until you see somebody like Gabe Adams who has no feet. Yeah. Or hands for that matter. Yeah. And it just blows my mind. So we focus on gratitude. Now, here's what here's how you power it up, because everybody's done gratitude journaling. I mean, that's a pretty common practice. Yeah. Here's what I like to encourage my clients to do. Mm. Try just a five-day experiment. I call this the gratitude power-up. Five-day experiment where you come up with 25 things each day for which you are sincerely grateful. Mm. Now, here's the powerful part. Oh, and and don't get lazy. 25 new things tomorrow. Don't repeat anything on, on tomorrow's list that was on today's. Okay? Stretch a little bit. Here's what powers it up. At least half of your list every day is about the hard stuff. Mm. The hard things. Whatever in your life is painful, difficult, frustrating, kicking your butt. You pick those things and find something in that difficulty for which you are sincerely grateful. And Tibor, this changes the game. Mm -hmm. It flips a switch in our brain. 
to allow us to start seeing our life as good and rich and full the way it is right now without changing anything. Mm. And gratitude's the fastest way I know to get there. So try the gratitude power up. Do that for five days. Yeah. It's it's yeah. potentially life saving. I've seen it save lives. Mm. It's so important. And you know, when I when I push myself uh, or anyone who pushes himself, herself, or themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, they tend to experience that they tend to think about what are the things that they haven't done during the day mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the things that they have done. So I tend to right. to go into the direction that I'm I'm focusing on what I haven't done during the day. So mm-hmm. at that time I sit down and I put down what I did during that day because it's important to know and recognize those things because otherwise I just forget about them and I feel that I haven't done anything, but it's not true. So it's, it's, it's really important that this gratitude and I will definitely try your five day experiment out because it, it, it is something I haven't done before. So, yes. Yeah. So let's continue with, uh, so we talked about the evaluation part Yes, and as far as I know, there's uh, there's another part which is creation, yes. right? Creation, right? And this is something else that your mind is constantly doing. Mm-hmm. You you can't turn it off any more than you can turn off evaluation or gravity, for that matter. It, it's a natural law. It's a principle by which our mind works. I believe, Tibor, that we are creative beings by our very nature. We, we create, we innovate, we come up with ideas and solutions to problems. We are yeah. creators, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I give my audiences, when I'm speaking, giving a keynote or a training, I'll give them an assignment mm-hmm. to take a half hour, that's all they get, and to go out and somehow make their life worse. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, right. Would you ever do that on, <laughs> on purpose? I mean, we do it accidentally all the time, but look how quickly your amazing mind can come up with half a dozen ways to pull that off. Yeah. And it wouldn't even take a half hour, would it? Mm, no. So. I want people to notice their creative power. If you have the power to create a mess, and if you haven't noticed yet that you can create a mess, pay attention. The the fact that we can do that is good news because it means that we are creators. Now the question is, what are we going to create? Which direction are we going to steer that amazing creative power of ours? And we can create something better. We can also create something worse. So let's get clear about what we intend to create. Mm -hmm. So I've got a brain hack for this one too. Yeah. How sure are you that 8 o'clock is coming? Now, I don't care where you are in the world right now. 8 o'clock is coming, right? Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. How sure are you that you'll be around at eight o'clock? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tibor, this is one that we're not quite as sure, but we're still pretty darn sure. And, and think about it. You have made it to every eight o'clock so far your entire life, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Somewhere so, in, in the world. Right. So probably you're going to be around for eight o'clock. We know for sure that eight o'clock is coming. Now, I think there's only two options. Mm. And I used to think there were three, but I've eliminated the third because I don't think it's possible for things to be exactly the same at eight o'clock as they are right now. I don't think it's possible. You're going to be a little older. You might be more hungry, more tired. I don't know. It depends on what you just did. So things are not going to be the same. And if they're not going to be the same, then by your own evaluation, which you can't turn off, things have to be either better or worse by your own judgment. Hmm. Now, if that's true, here's the brain hack. Better by eight. I call this BB-8. It's also the name of a Star Wars droid. Better by eight. Better by eight. Can you do something? It, it might be a little thing, a big thing. I don't care. Pick something. Whereby some aspect of your life, be it your health, your finances, your relationships, pick something. Can you do something that would make sure that things are better by eight? Mm. We know yeah. that you can make it worse. Please don't do this. <laughs> Uh, but by the same reasoning, we could also make it better. And how do you feel? How do you feel, Tibor, when you imagine that your life will be at least a little better by eight? Feel good. It feels good. How cool yeah. is that? And if you do this better by eight brain hack for the same five days, mm. you get to have 10 upgrades. Because there's two eight o'clocks every day, depending on how you measure that. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty dark. You can cool. travel too, right? So you can, you know, change. There you go. Just <laughs> jump time zones. Yeah. You could have more than two, potentially. <laughs> I mean, you can be more positive, right? <laughs> well, and think about it, Tibor. Do you know, how are you doing next week? Yeah. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> You don't know. Started to think. Now, you've got something to do with it. Please don't forget that. But you don't know. So all you can do is imagine how things are going to be for you. Let's, let's use that powerful creative mind mm. to create something even better than what you've already got. And we already know it could always be better. Mm. But check it out. Knowing that it could be better is not for the purpose of beating ourselves up because we're not there yet. See, that's an evaluation error. Knowing that things could be better is simply a blueprint or a template for us to go create something that's even mm -hmm. better than what we already mm -hmm. have. Wow, it's it's really profound. And, um, you know, in coaching, we we I always ask questions where I genuinely assist a client to 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 think about a positive outcome which means using your visual brain or creative brain that you create some kind of a positive outcome right when someone is talking about a problem in the present moment you know i tend to 
assist them to to move forward and create some kind of a positive outcome in the future because it's available, right? As you are talking about this, we can imagine that it's going to be worse and we can imagine that it's going to be better. So this is our choice, how we think about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and again, the reticular activating system comes to my mind because uh, the things we tend to think about, the things that we are going to manifest, so to speak, because we are, you know, looking for that evidence in the in the external world. So let's say I have a self-talk that, you know, I am not confident, I am not good at public speaking, I have uh, fears and all these things, and I'm going to reinforce that thought mm-hmm. by finding evidence in my external world, which is which brings us back, I think, to gratitude and the present moment. So the solution is in the present moment, how I choose to think. And you mentioned this. Um, it's a choice when we get can, conscious about it, right? So it's so first step is, is the awareness, awareness around uh, what's going on, which is your uh, approach is the, I think you haven't mentioned, but I, uh, I saw it in your book. It's uh, called metacognition, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So what, what's this metacognition again? This is one of those fun, obvious, but unnoticed processes that's going on all the time. Some people aren't familiar with the term metacognition, mm. and that's okay. It's a made-up word. We make up words in psychology. It makes us feel smart. And this <laughs> one... But you know what? If you break it down, so cognition means thinking, simply mm-hmm. thinking. Metacognition is a higher level. It's thinking about thinking. Mm. Do you see that next level? And notice that you can do this. You can think about your own thinking. This is really powerful and important, Tibor, because until we see it as a choice, it's not. We have to see that we are actually choosing our evaluation standard and we are choosing what to anticipate or predict that's coming. So in both evaluation mode and creation mode, metacognition puts us in a space where we actually can experience some choice. Mm. And that is the key right there. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 where the gold lies. That's that's where what we want, right? <laughs> right. Well, people yeah. worry, for example, you were talking about working with some of these entrepreneurs and and people worry about, oh, this is going to happen. And what if that happens? And okay, you don't know what's going to happen. I love the way that Dan Zadra put this. He said, worry is the misuse of imagination. Mm, so great. Yeah. And I love that because we're imagining something and everything that we create has to be imagined first. Yeah, I'm looking at this microphone in front of me and I'm like, wow, this is an amazing feat of technology. Somebody had to imagine this. Yeah. It didn't just poof into existence. Somebody figured it out in their Mm -hmm. mind. So the power of our mind is unquestioned. We have the ability to create some pretty amazing stuff. And 
we have the ability to make a mess. I have another friend who puts it this way. What we focus on, we feel. What we think about comes about. Mm. We got to mind our business. We got to take care of the mind and notice that we're thinking. So metacognition is important because it creates a space. And in that space is where choice exists. So it's also the active and reactive, I mean, sorry, uh, proactive and reactive behavior. Like in that space, we have the freedom of choice, right? Right. So Right. And until yeah. you see it as a choice, it's not. Metacognition yeah. allows you to see mm-hmm. the choice. And, yeah. and that puts us back into a, a power that we don't have until we go to that level. Yeah, and and all these things actually that we are talking about is um, is is in your book, which is called pathological positivity. It's a hard word for me as a non non native speaker, but uh-huh. yeah, it's it's called pathological positivity, right? And um, you talk about um, evaluation and creation and and much more things in in the book. So could yes. you talk to us a little bit about this book? What's the aim of it? Who is it for? And and things like that. Well, you just nailed it, Tibor. It's yeah. it's to illuminate the obvious about these processes in our mind. You've heard it forever, right? Just think positive. We we go to the seminar, we listen to the podcast, people are like, just think positive, right? And it's, I'm so sick and tired of the trite, fluffy approaches that we take to that. We got to get down to how is our mind actually accomplishing that for us Mm. or getting in our way as the case may be either we drive our thoughts or our thoughts drive us so i want to put people through this book and through the youtube channel and the podcast to to put people back in control to teach them basically how to operate the the equipment of their own mind Mm. so that you know i think it's tragic when when life pushes us around and we get into what I call victim mode and we don't realize that we have something to do with it. And that's what this book is about. It's about putting us back in control of our own mind. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. And some, um, some of the things that I practice was meditation um, um, and mindfulness that mm-hmm. this allowed me to observe my thoughts, so to speak, because beautiful. I, cannot really say any other practices that help me you know just um, think about what i'm thinking about basically mm-hmm. or, or observe my thoughts so i think this is something that could help people as well like do you do you focus on uh meditation or what are some practices that you for example uh suggest people to to do when it comes to this creating this space let's say to recognize this choice that we have a choice and we can move forward positively. Right. I love practices like meditation and mindfulness. Uh, there, there are so many ways that we can tune in a bit more to the processes that are going on in our own mind. I've got some exercises in the book. One of them is a, a script that I give people to record in their own voice with music mm-hmm. in the background and then listen to it repeatedly It's kind of like a version of affirmations. Mm. Um, What we say to ourselves matters. 
And like I said earlier, what we think about comes about. What yeah. we focus on, we feel. So paying attention to that is so important. And again, I'm not telling people how to think. I don't have that kind of authority. I just want you to see that you are and that those thoughts have a consequence. Mm-hmm. So somebody might might counter what I'm teaching here by saying, but my life really is hard. Okay, well, what are they focusing on? They're focusing on what's hard for them. Well, what's yeah. easy for them? They could come up with all kinds of examples. Like you said earlier, Tibor, if, if we focus on what we can't do, what we don't have, what we don't like, how are we going to be feeling? Hmm. Well, yeah. switch your brain. You've got the power to focus on what you do have, what you can do, and what you do like. Yeah. I'm just saying, see that you're doing it, and then choose. Hmm. Be intentional about that. Yeah. Um, and in my practice and with the podcast, I have been focusing on, I think, uh, two, three main areas, which is, yeah, human potential, mindset, and fears, and limiting beliefs. Because I believe that, for example, fear can be one of the biggest, um, so to speak, issues that hold people back from mm-hmm. from reaching their full potential and um yeah, it, it, it's connected to the brain. The fear, fear responds, and we are hardwired for negativity, the negativity bias, and and all these things. So, do you help people with fear, or do you focus on fear, or um, when it comes to fear, what what could you say? Well, go back to our conversation about creation. Mm-hmm. Creation is about what is to be. And that doesn't exist yet. We haven't created it yet. So the only place that exists right now is in our imagination. Well, when we imagine that whatever is coming is worse than what we already have, Mm -hmm. what do we feel? (laughs) Fear. That's worry. Yes, anxiety. That Mm. that's almost 30 years of clinical experience in a nutshell. Anxiety is is when we imagine, because we don't know, that what's coming is worse than what we already have. Yeah. Conversely, when we imagine or predict or expect that what's coming is even better than what we already have, how do we feel? Mm. Mm. See, that is much different from fear. So fear, I, I, I think first we have to understand where it originates in our thinking. I have a colleague who told me recently, said, Paul, every problem we have is a problem with thinking. And that's a bold statement, Tibor, but I think it's probably true. Yeah. I think it's probably true. What if I have a problem with money? Okay. You can solve any money problem with thinking. That's a bold statement, I know, too, but I'm convinced that that's true. <laughs> I'm just processing this information, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I've been there, okay? I've had the most severe money problems, and and I solved it with thinking. Mm, mm, mm. It, it's simply a problem with thinking. You can solve any mo- money problem by creating more value for more people. There you go. Problem solved. Wow. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Well, do some thinking. 
and, and figure out how you're going to create more value for more people. That will solve your economic problem. Mm. And that's yeah. just an example. What about a health problem? Health problem is a problem with thinking. And I've noticed this, Tibor. I, I don't want to shock you or surprise you, but here's the deal. Nobody gets out of this alive. <laughs> I, out of life? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, that's There's true. A predictable exit strategy for every citizen of the planet. Yeah. And, and yet we're surprised or we think it's a problem when our body ages or deteriorates or dies or that we're subject to disease processes. Welcome to earth, people. That's how we roll here. <laughs> thinking, thinking that we have a problem is sometimes the problem. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you remember that you're simply as a citizen of planet Earth and this is how things roll here, then it's no longer a problem and we get to deal with it or do something with it mm. that is productive and healthy and positive. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people who are suffering from terminal cancer have inspired me because of their attitude, because of the, their perspective. And they get a perspective that, that sometimes we as healthy humans don't get to have. Well, you can wait until you get cancer or you can learn it from those who have it. Hmm. Right? Wow. I think there's a lot of wisdom in opening ourselves up to the fact that we're not alone here on the planet. What we're going through, have you noticed this, Tibor? We, we tend to think that our own problems are extraordinary. Well, they're yeah. not. I, I've been a shrink for almost three decades. You can't shock me. I've heard some of the darndest crap you can imagine. And, and I've never encountered anything that represents a problem that's not common to humankind. Mm. So if you think you're a special case, then you're going to think that the difficulties you're facing are actually a problem. Maybe it's just part of life. Yeah. And that perspective can help you to deal with it in a more healthy way, maybe a way that's going to inspire some other people. Wow. Amazing. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was wondering as you were um, talking about these things that uh, you have this podcast, it's called uh, Live on Purpose Radio and YouTube channel, Live on Purpose TV. And you have been doing this for over 10 years, since 2007, as you said. And um Yes. I was wondering, so what are the things that you are um, most curious about? What is, what is the drive? What, what drives you uh, to do this? And, and what do you want to, yeah. Mm. Normally it's one of my last questions in the show, but like, what is your purpose and, and, and what is it that you want to leave as a legacy? Why do you do what you do? Oh, thank you for that question. And the question honors me because it's not about me. And I'm just grateful that I've been able to, to serve a purpose that helps to save and enrich key relationships. And we have a relationship with ourselves, So that's one of the relationships I focus on. My podcast, Live on Purpose Radio, is primarily about personal development. I speak a lot to entrepreneurs, to um, people who are looking for some kind of an ins inspiring content. Mm -hmm. And it's always an interview, like what we're doing here today. I interview brilliant people from around the planet 
and put that out there to the world. Uh, the YouTube channel is a little different. I've been doing that for two years. Live on Purpose TV, mm -hmm. uh, we put up daily videos, 10 to 15 minute videos on a variety of topics. Mm -hmm. The ones that are getting the most traction are about positive parenting. And that's got me excited, Tibor, because I, mm -hmm. I think the best thing we can do really to improve the situation on our planet is to assist each other to do a better job raising our kids. That's really, really true, yeah. And we're yeah, getting about 15,000 views a day right now, and it's just, um, it's gained a lot of momentum, especially, like I said, for, for parents. And that's totally different content that's separate from the podcast. Yeah, interestingly enough, as I um, started my coaching and the podcast and, and the thing that I do, I... Yeah, I met a couple of coaches who are in this uh, conscious parenting field, and mm -hmm. I have been interviewed on a summit uh, which was my, which was about mindset and conscious parenting. Even if I don't have children right now yet, so but mm -hmm. somehow I, you know, maybe it's a sign for me that this is something that I'm, I should or I'm going to focus on in the future. I don't know, but I totally agree with you with uh, with. Um, regarding this uh, parenting because mm -hmm. yeah this is really really important and so <clears throat> before i ask my last question um tell people where they can uh contact you online get in touch with you online oh thank you for that as well um we mentioned the podcast live on purpose radio the youtube channel live on purpose tv you can look them both up uh wherever you get your podcasts or just on a youtube uh app to find us there. Please subscribe, follow, share if you find it useful. My my website is drpauljenkins.com, spelled D-R, Paul, P-A-U-L, Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. So drpauljenkins.com. And we are just now, as we're recording this podcast, we're launching uh, some promotions there on the website that are kind of exciting. For example, a free copy of my book, um, you mm. pay for the shipping, we send you a copy of the book. And you can get a digital copy as well. Um, we're trying to get the word out in ways that will allow people to really start to see these processes going on in their own mind. And, and let's get beyond the just think positive to understand how to really operate the equipment. Amazing. Thank you. And yeah, before I ask my last question again, so uh -huh. um, I wanted to ask for book recommendations, like if you needed to come up with uh, three books that transform your mindset, mind, people are hungry for, you know, wisdom. So, or business books, psychology, mindset books, which, which, which one would you recommend? So I have three quick recommendations for you. I'm going to start with the most current one that I have read that I found to be absolutely profound and insightful. It is called Solve for Happy by an engineer, Mo Gadot, spelled M-O-G-A-W-D-A-T. Mo is a civil engineer and, and came up with the same philosophies and theories that I did through a very different process. Wow. And especially if you have an analytical mind. And remember, I started in engineering. Yeah. Um, you're going to love Mogadot's book, Solve for Happy. 
uh, you can pick up a, pick it up on Audible, which I did because then he reads it to you. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't mentioned, but I'm I used to work as an architect, so I I'm coming from this engineering oh. field as well. So it's a fantastic. <laughs> it's an interesting thing that actually I I met a couple of coaches who are coming from the architectural world and <laughs> engineering. Yeah. Yes. The other one, I'm going to a classic next. Yeah. Because I think this is probably required reading for all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's Dr. Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Frankl, as you know, was a, a psychiatrist in Austria during World War II. Uh, he was also Jewish. His family was was captured and destroyed by the Nazi forces. Um, he himself was sent to several different concentration camps, including Auschwitz. Mm. And, and he found through his profound experiences that we still, regardless of our circumstances, we still have a choice. And we, do, we don't always get to choose what happens to us. Obviously, being in a in a Holocaust setting like he was, he didn't choose that, but we get to choose our attitude. And that is such a powerful doctrine coming from the depths of horror that he experienced. So I believe that his book is a groundbreaking book that will help us to learn from our history and uh, take a higher level of control over our own life. Dr. Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. So I've given you a more contemporary and a more um, classic mm-hmm. suggestion. Uh, my third suggestion is more of a, um, a, a way, a resource. Let's call it a resource. We, we mentioned my podcast Tibor, I have interviewed over the last 12 years hundreds of people, including authors. Yeah. You will find conversations on my podcast with authors mm-hmm. who have connected to principles that will allow you to, to what I call live on purpose, uh, mm. to be intentional about our lives. And so my third recommendation would be go browse through my podcast and find something that speaks to you. Yeah, the the books of my amazing guests uh, have enriched and enhanced my life, and so that would be my third recommendation in terms of mm. books. And there are so Live many on. others too. Yeah, thank you so much. Live on Purpose Radio. It can be found on iTunes everywhere, I guess. So people yeah, can wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Exactly. So, and my last question is, I asked uh, it uh, once, but one more time, like, what is, what is your mission? What is the legacy that you want to live with what you do? Um, how would it look like in the future? I have embraced this phrase that I, I save and enrich key relationships And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be known for. And like I said, it's not about me. It's about the people's lives who are enhanced or enriched because they're connected to principles that I was able to share. Mm. And it's been very humbling, Tibor, as I look at my YouTube channel. As we grew in the the past two years from 200 subscribers to now over 90,000 subscribers, 
And from 20 views a month to over 15,000 views a day. And it's humbling because people aren't looking for me. They're looking for answers to their problems. And like we talked about earlier, sometimes thinking you have a problem is the problem. Yeah. But I'm I'm able through these videos to to open up new possibilities for people all around the world. And it's, it's both humbling and, and very much an honor to be in a position where I can have that kind of influence. Mm. And uh, that means yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And uh, I think it's the time that, yeah, people are looking for, for um, something that enriches their life. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a nice time because people are opening up. I think for 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 these things, coaching, positive psychology, and all these things. So, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and it's been a pleasure. It's been my honor, Tibor. Thank you so much for the good work that you're doing. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends. <laughs>